just so y'all know, please, um, you can fast forward all of my episodes um, to about five minutes in just because that is my intro music. Um, since usually this is a video podcast, um, I have a countdown of five minutes. So please do if you need to. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Oh, okay. Sorry. So I was on mute. I'm sorry. My apologies. <laughs> but um, again, so my name is Eric Velasquez, and I usually do interviews with candidates that are that are local candidates here in San Antonio. Um, I wanted to do a little bit something different. So uh, today, because I wanted to bring this next person on, because um, she's she's actually the one who inspired me to to start a podcast, because um, she has a, her own podcast and radio show and everything. So I wanted to bring her on because because she, she's very uh, influential for me as well. So um, and let me go ahead and bring her on. Let me just close this out. What's going on, Tori? Hi. Good morning. Hi. <clears throat> so. Tell everybody who you are. Tired. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I got back last night from vacation and I'm still like trying to, you know, you need like vacation from your vacation. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm Tori Escamilla. Um, just like Eric said, I do have a podcast as well as a radio show. Um, and, you know, I still have a, with everything I do, I still have a full time job. I work for the Department of the Navy over at Lackland. And, um, I'm also still in the Navy Reserves. I did the Navy for 10 years. Uh, so I kind of do a little bit of everything. I guess I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. It doesn't get any easier the older you get. It doesn't. And and it's almost kind of like you you feel like there's a, a time limit, you know, but you're right. yourself that, you know, shoot your shot and live your best life and, you know, no regrets kind of thing but at the same time you're like oh what do i want to do times not getting any younger here right and then you get you get money and then you're like well i could try this and i could try that exactly. and it, it still makes it even worse right even, <laughs> like, the thing that i really love is not going to make me any money but this thing that's going to make me money not really crazy about it so right and so um and that's what i want to talk about is is well i mean cup other things too, but um, how did you get your podcast started? And do you see it going in the direction that you want it to? And if not, what do you look at to change on planning to change it? Or what do you see in the future for it? So I originally had a um, a podcast with two girlfriends. It was called The Hana Talk. And, um, you know, that one was good. It was just like us kind of being too small size and talking about <laughs> the different things in our life. Um, and they both have kids, they both work, one of them has a business, so it's kind of getting hectic in regards to our own schedules. Um, so I was like, hey, if you guys don't mind, can I do my own thing? Um, and my thing really stemmed from because I started listening to podcasts originally because I was tired of hearing like the same five songs on the radio. <laughs> podcasts, and I realized like, you know, a lot of uh, Hispanics are specifically Mexican Americans, right, are really from California. Everything that I heard was like LA, 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 LA. And um, I was like, man, they're missing such a huge scope here with all the people in Texas, you know, we're such a huge majority here in Texas, especially in South Texas. Um, and so I kind of thought, well, how about I just make one, you know, on my own, our own people. And, uh, you know, being in the Navy, from living, you know, I was stationed in Boston, I was stationed in California, I was stationed in Chicago, and then I came back here. Um, you know, there's gente everywhere and it's so crazy how we're so similar, but so different. And everybody thinks like their way of life is how Mexican Americans are. And it's not, it's so, so different. And then I had so many friends that are like, you know, trans, gay, 
um, you know, that are from different areas, but moved to Texas and so mm -hmm. can relate to one area and the other. So I just always thought it was pretty cool to tell um, different people's stories because we're not monolith, right? Like, mm -hmm. even in San Antonio, I'm not the same, you know, a West Sider is not the same as a South Sider. <laughs> you know, so I, I like that there was so many um, different um Background. You know, yeah, so many different backgrounds, many different stories, but we all have such a similar uh, core. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's something like uh, when I was stationed in Rota in Spain, which is a Navy base, uh, I met this this one dude, and and he was from actually from San Antonio, and we just like we're like, all right, we're we're cool, <laughs> you know, because we all we both grew up on the South Side, you know, and we're just like, all right, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, that's really how it is. One of my really good friends um, who I did my um, I'm Chicano and Trans episode with, um, him and I met when we were both stationed on the Constitution in Boston, and we ended up like having similar like friends. And it was just so weird, you know, like never have met him in my whole life, you know, but born and raised from San Antonio, both of us, not too far from each other really either. And then it just so happens that we had like mutual friends. I was like, oh my goodness, what a small world. Right. And that, that actually happened to me too with my, one of my best friends is um, I found out until I worked with Lockheed and he was looking through some pictures. I used to be a photographer and he was looking through some pictures like, Hey, that's my, that's my, uh, my, uh, my cousin. I was like, Oh really? And then found out that, you know, we had just became friends, but found out that before we were in the same neighborhood like same, you know, went to um, Palm Heights. We we were like all in the same neighborhood, and we just never met. <laughs> it's just weird. Like I'm like, how do we not, you know? And it's just that whole aspect of you know we're, we're community, but sometimes we just don't meet people when we're supposed to. You know? Right. Do you believe in that? Oh, hundred percent. I've met literally cousins who we like found out down the line that we were related, and we're like, what? tell everybody who. Tell everybody who. Oh, no. Okay. Well, besides <laughs> the I, most I, recent one, <laughs> I always know about Chris, actually. I just, no one ever believed me. And I never wanted anybody to think like I was bragging or anything. So, <laughs> but I always knew. Um, I just hadn't seen him in a lot of years. But no, I actually, one of my really close uh, cousins now, um, the first time we ever met, well, we went to high school together. And the first time we ever met was at my grandmother's funeral. And I was like, I know you. And, <laughs> But, you know, her grandpa and my grandma were brother and sister. And I was like, what in the world? <laughs> you know, hijo, San Antonio, man, I have like 20 million cousins. So who knows? I know, right? Um, so what what are your plans for the for the future? Like, do you, do you plan on continuing to do the podcast? And what direction do you want to see it go? Because, I mean, that I know that with me, that's been playing in my head, like, what do I do next? Right. The election's over. That that was my thing, right? The election's over. What do I do? Like, you know, and so what what are your plans for the future? Yeah, I unfortunately I didn't put out I haven't put out as many episodes this season as I really wanted to. Um, you know, unfortunately life happens and I have like a million other things. And I, I really wish that I would. I, I think um uh, this vacation kind of helped me reset because I'm finding that I'm getting like even even for as inconsistent as I have been, I'm like meeting people and I've had other people that are like, hey, this person found me through your podcast and I got a connection with them, um, you know, whether it be like business or some sort of like working together. 
Um, I've had a lot of good response. I've had I've had somebody even reach out to me to help me um, do their dissertation um, on. I actually think it was on Selena. Um, I'm still like talking to her in the work. So it's so crazy how, you know, these little things have come together that I'm kind of like, man, okay, I'm obviously doing something. <laughs> you know, um, I just think it's so cool how something that I, I really feel like if I put my 100% into it, it could be something so big. It's just, you know, between work and school and, you know, all these millions of other things I have going on. Um, I definitely haven't done it as much as I want to but i definitely don't want to stop either because i do see these little seeds that are being planted yeah and like i was saying earlier is you you actually inspired me to start this and i thank you for that because uh you know honestly i never liked um just talking right uh in general <laughs> in front of people and especially live uh because, you know, since we're doing a live stream right now, it's I've always been like kind of weird. I'm like, oh, I feel weird and I don't know what to say. But after you start doing it, it gets it gets you get used to it. Right. I mean, especially with you being a talk show host, it's like when I saw you when you when we were doing an interview and you were interviewing me, it was just like you were just like, all right, boom, 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 answering calls and, you know, multitasking. And it's just like like easy for you. So, you know, but I thank you for for. I think I was one of your seeds in a sense. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think, you know, there's always people watching and, and I think, um, what was it? Somebody said, you know, there, there might be people that are hating on you silently. Right. But there's also people that are cheering you on silently. And I think that's something that we need to just remember because even though we might not get that, that, you know, hey, you're doing awesome or whatever. There's there's people there that are cheering us on, right? <laughs> right. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It is. I even at um when I you know it's just we had our first meeting for the LLI um on Friday, and I just kind of briefly mentioned the podcast, and somebody was like, "Hey, I follow you. I've listened to your podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh, so cool!" <laughs> I, I still, even those little things I still get so like excited about because I'm like, oh my god are actually like listening like i see my numbers and my downloads but it's different from somebody to be like hey i actually listened and i'm like oh my god thank you so much <laughs> so it's like it's like you're a celebrity <laughs> yeah. and, and actually i think i know i know three three of you that are that are in that class so you larissa and then olga mm -hmm. um i was like wow wow all these all these these people are in this uh this class can you tell everybody what what that is the LLI? So um, it's the Latina Leadership Institute through the uh, San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and it's pretty much just you know teaching skills, teaching women who are you know already have leadership skills, who are already you know in the forefront of whatever their spectrum is, um, and just kind of polishing polishing them, you know, teaching them how to do different things, helping us learn about our culture even more, helping us how, teaching us how we can really help the community, how, you know, um, we can get involved exactly. Um, I keep saying like grooming kind of, which is probably a horrible I mean. word, but <laughs> polishing us up to really yeah. teach in and outs of, you know, like whether we want to run for politics, whether we want to get into boards, a committee, you know, to help grow the community, you know, to speak up more, to be a part of something that we all believe in uh, when it comes to our community and one another. And, you know, the program started because a lot of these women 
who originally started didn't really feel like they had a lot of um, mentorship, especially from women. They didn't really feel like they had a, a group that they could come to and talk to and bounce things off. And it's really grown. I mean, I do a lot. And the women that I've met so far from this program make me feel like I need to step up. <laughs> so right. Amazing. I mean, all the women that have been chosen are just, I mean, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> just blowing me out of the water. And everyone else is like, you're doing so much. And sometimes I know I'm doing a lot. And I see these women and I'm just like, wow. Like, yeah. if there's any anybody who was going to run this city, it would be this group. Mm. Yeah, and, and and you know what I what I realized too, because when I ran last year, you know, it was great, but there's a lot of things that you could still do as as a regular person, as a as a community advocate. There's a lot of things you can do, and um, I think we always put an emphasis on you know you have to be in politics, but not necessarily, you know. Right. Um, so what are some things that you like? that you would like to see as a community advocate? Um, a lot of things actually that what I, what I want to do in hopes once this is done is I do want to be on the West side development board. Um, you know, all my family's from the West side, my grandparents still live there and um, my uncle owns a lot across from his house right there off of uh, West Salinas, right across from the Bear County jail actually. Mm. And um, I see just, you know, I take care of my grandpa, as you know, and, you know, so I'm over there all the time. I'm seeing how much it's growing. I'm seeing how much that it's slowly growing, you know, but I also, you know, I'm kind of worried how the city intends to grow it, um, you know, and even though I'm not a part of that neighborhood, you know, it holds a, a huge, huge part of my heart. So I definitely want to see how that's going to grow. I definitely want to be involved and, in, you know, where they're planning to take that. Um, you know, definitely for a lot of stuff for veterans. They they have a lot of programs for veterans here. I mean, San Antonio's Military USA, and they really do. I think it's a matter of getting those resources out. And then also for the elderly, um, you know, with uh, seeing how much my mom and myself have worked in regards to with my grandpa. And, you know, um, he wasn't a veteran, which m most, you know, older Hispanic Latinos are. So they have like that VA and they have, mm. uh, you know, all of those benefits, but he doesn't. So it's been really interesting seeing him go through, um, you know, his he's been sick, he's gotten cancer twice, his chemo. Uh, so it's been really interesting seeing, um, you know, what kind of programs that they have for the elderly, um, especially those for, you know, maybe who don't have insurance, things of that nature. And I know they have a board that um, is specifically to help uh, towards the elderly. So just things like that, I guess, pretty much things that um, I myself have witnessed firsthand that I really want to be able to contribute to help uh, other people who are in that similar situation or, you know, try to help make decisions for maybe people who don't even know that there's decisions to be made. Right. <laughs> like property taxes. I'm going to bring it up. I'm sorry, everybody, but property taxes today is the last day to protest your property taxes. If you haven't done so, please do so. Um, Cause that'll save you some money. Uh, I mean, regardless it'll save you at least $15 a month. I mean, or more, it just depends. Like me, uh, my property taxes went up $200 a month extra, which is crazy. Well, my mortgage. So you think about that, like $200 a month, how much you could save that in your pocket if you bring that down. So make sure you do that, those pro property protesting. And especially because like you said, with gentrification, right? 
a lot of people don't know they could protest their property taxes or don't know how to. So I, I think it's important for, for people like us to make sure we make this apparent that you can do that. You can constantly get this information out to people, right? Because um, if, if people don't know, they won't know what to do, right? Now, there's granted, there's people that I do know that they know they don't do it. So <laughs> you can't help those people sometimes. But... Um, you know, it's definitely important to get all that information out. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, I, I think you do that very well as well to, to get information out as much as you can. And, uh, and I applaud you for that. Um, so how was your trip to Miami? It was great. I mean, <laughs> it's been so bad. I, um, you know, I hadn't really had any gone on vacation since I moved back to San Antonio and right. I've probably needed it the most since I've moved back to San Antonio. Right. Um, but it was good. It just, I really just needed a couple days to sit on the beach and enjoy life, not answer phone, not answer email. <laughs> uh, it was, it was much, much needed. Yeah, definitely. Um, so with, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so with your radio station, um, how, what do you see in the future for that? Do you see like you, you continue to do that or? Oh, I love it. You know, honestly, um, the radio, I never even intended to get into radio. You know, <laughs> started because I, I just left the Hano. It's such a huge staple in, you know, my life and my upbringing, my cultura, uh, you know, and when the older radio station went down to AM, you know, they made it seem like it was going away. And I was like, oh, no, because, you know, it was kind of the has always been my safety blanket, for lack of better words, whenever I missed home, when I was gone, deployed or, you know, whatever, whenever I'd be sad or miss my family, um, I would always turn on Tejano. That's so that was kind of like what made me feel good. And, you know, between like um, the Selena series right now. <laughs> even jennifer Pena singing at the canelo fight i um, i definitely think that hanel's um you know peaking back up and so i'm so glad that i'm here at this time to be witnessing this yeah for sure i i know you've had a lot of people that you've you've interviewed and some some big names so what's your most memorable uh interview um I've had a few. I don't know. <laughs> um, I would probably say AJ Castillo, just for the fact that I had like the biggest crush on him. <laughs> my first interview, and my they played a joke on me. The other DJ, Big Boy, and our um, our uh, our boss Homer, they were like, "Hey, AJ's dad called. He's not feeling good. He's not going to come in after all. You know, like stop." Uh, you know, uh, promoting that he's going to come in today, whatever. And I was like, oh, man, that stinks. And so um, the next thing I know, someone knocks on the door and it's AJ Castillo and he opens <laughs> the door and he's like, hey, guys, I'm ready when you are. And I was just there like. <laughs> and they just thought it was the funniest thing. <laughs> and he came in and the whole time, I've never really been one to fango, but the whole time I was like. <laughs> And that was the only person that I ever got like, oh my God. But it was just so funny just because, you know, one, I was already nervous to meet him. And then, you know, they played that on me and I was like, rude. But there's been a few, um, you know, there's been a few that I've, I've, 
I've been so blessed with my show because um, I've had, there's been so many artists that reached out to me that are like, we want to be on your show. We love what you're doing. We love the women that awesome. have, we want to go on your show. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people do their radio tours, but to have people want to come on the show, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. <laughs> um, now, did, did you ever try to, or I don't know if you can or not, but can you ever try to rope them into getting onto your podcast at all or no? Oh, I have. I just, um, I just haven't just for the, I, and I always mean to tell myself like re double record this. So that way you can have the interview on the radio and so you can have it on, um, the, the podcast because my oh, yeah, yeah. always like hey promote your podcast whenever you want to like you know because I always promote the station on my podcast yeah I, I just I always forget it never fails oh come on that's 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 like prime right there I know I need to figure <laughs> out how to convert Facebook Live to audio so if anyone knows how to do that please tell me because I would be able to pre to record all of those previous um, interviews on my podcast if that was the case. Mm, or I'll talk to you later. Maybe we can we can work something out. But um, uh, oh, uh, Sal says, did you do radio first or podcast? I do a radio talk show program, but I am transitioning into podcast. Is there much of a difference for you? Um, I did podcast first. Uh, I actually sent a recording of my podcast to the station when I applied to work there. Um, so I did the podcast. I think podcast is so much easier because well pros and cons so radio you there's no editing whatever you say is gonna come out point blank period um so i can just flow and talk and i'll be fine podcast i realize and i don't know if it's a mental thing because i know i'm recording it and i can edit it that i notice sometimes i'll have to backtrack what i'm saying i'll say it again or i kind of like mess up my words and I do that on the radio sometimes live, but very rarely. So I don't know if it's just a mental thing or not. But it's just switch over to live stream like I'm doing. <laughs> that was the thing too. I would I would record videos and then I would post them. And I'm and I I'd be sitting there. Oh nope, that sucks. I sound stupid. And I would <laughs> Or maybe it's because you're watching yourself. Whereas yeah. I've, I mean what you what you can't take back what you just said. No, you can't. It's just like, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I think it is. It's a mental thing, and you're like, "Well, I have a mulligan. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and take it. So I'm gonna go back and rewind and try it again." But I think you know, doing the live, it's it's a lot different, but it's it's similar to a talk show. You know, I mean, it, you're live. You can't go back and you can't edit. You know, granted, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's 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 more of an advantage to to edit? Yes and no. Because live is live, you know, if you say something crazy or if you say something <laughs> funny or out of left field, it's kind of like, oh, didn't expect that to come out. And then if you hear something, maybe you're like, oh, maybe that's not appropriate or, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. So you take it out. And I think maybe sometimes you maybe you take out some of the good stuff that you don't realize. Like, oh, kind of good. I should have left Right. It. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, so, so do you think um, so? do you encourage uh sal to to do the podcast uh as well as a radio talk show yeah 100 percent. i think um with podcasts you can definitely get into depth uh with certain subjects you can definitely say more you don't have to edit yourself you know like on the 
on the radio, you can't curse. There's, you know, certain taboo kind of topics <laughs> you can't talk about. So if you're really trying to get more into depth, more into detail, or talk about something that, you know, is not going to be appropriate on the radio, um, that's definitely where the, the podcast uh, genre comes in. Yeah. And, you know, and, and honestly, I think, I think like doing these live streams are actually like in the middle, right? In the middle of, of radio talk shows and podcasts, because one, you're doing it live. You don't have to really follow the FCC guidelines, right? <laughs> and you're, you're still doing like a podcast in a sense. So it's, it's, it's kind of in the middle. It's, yeah. it's both, both worlds, right? No, it really is. <laughs> Um, so what, what do you plan on, um, what does the future look like for you as far as with, with, you know, do you think you might be jumping into something else in the future new that, that you think of? I, I ask myself this every day, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been so especially lately I've just been on this like I'm not sitting right with where I am right now like I'm happy I'm enjoying it but I feel like it's time for me to step up to the next chapter which I don't really know what it is yet just because right. I there's so many things I like there's so many things I want to do um, not all of them exactly interconnect um, but I'm just kind of taking any and every opportunity and just letting the universe guide me, I guess, for lack of better words. I feel like whatever is meant for me is going to um, continue to show itself. And I'm just going to, you know, um, continue to do I, what I feel is the best for me. And then just, you know, let, let life take me where it will. Yeah. And, and that's, that is hard because, you know, like for me, I, I like I love doing this. This is fun, you know. Um, does it pay the bills? Definitely not. <laughs> but you know, it's just uh one of those things that um I don't know, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting type of way to communicate. Um but you know, there are people that do this for a living and, and they make good money off of it. It's just having to capitalize on that, right? Uh -huh. But then it's like then it uh, to me i don't know it's always been like once it becomes a job then it's no longer fun to do i don't know if you've ever felt like that before like oh. to where right like with photography it was like oh i would do it for fun and it was always fun and then once they started becoming like a job it was just like ah, oh, it's not fun anymore <laughs> i don't want to do it maybe it's because you feel like you have to right yeah yeah yeah, and, and I think maybe that's where it's like, okay, well, I don't, I don't feel like I have to, you know. There are some times where, like, especially with doing these these interviews, it was like, I was like, okay, I have to do one a day, which was crazy. I didn't realize how crazy that was, but doing one a day for like three weeks was, you know, an hour and a half long. Maybe sometimes it was just a lot, and I was like, man, but they were always enjoyable conversations because it was like something that really hit home for me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. You know, and you wonder like, okay, well, what's next, you know, what's next for Chicana achievement? What's next for, you know, what, what, what are your sites headed for? You know what I mean? And that's, that's always the question that we always want to like, Oh, what do we do? <laughs> that's right now. But, uh, it's day by day. I know. Right. <laughs> 
it's too much to think about. <laughs> uh, uh, what was I going to ask? I was going to ask something specifically. Dang, I forgot. Um, if anybody has any questions, again, please make sure you ask. Um, how many times have you been interviewed? Quite a few, actually. Um, I've I've done quite a few podcasts. I would say maybe like six or seven podcasts. Um, from and again from like the most random things, <laughs> the most random things. It's so crazy. I did a podcast. It was called um, the Enlightenment Podcast, and she found me off of like a hashtag. Mm. Um, and she's like, hey, I saw you're in the military and that you're, you know, um, Mexican-American. So she was just like asking me about like what it what it was like to be a female in the military, because I, I really have so many different intersectionalities. You know, I'm a veteran. I'm, you know, Hispanic. <clears throat> um, you know, I I'm on the radio. I have a podcast, you mm-hmm. know, so many different little sectionalities that people are so curious about. Um, right. You know, I've worked with. um what is it called? The Healthy Hero Podcast. That's a really good one. Um, I've done a couple online stuff. I've done, like I said, someone asked me to help her with her dissertation. Just mm. things like that. It's pretty neat. Like I said, I always think it's really awesome when um, somebody reaches out and it's like, hey, I'm interested. I think this would be, you know, I want to talk about this on your platform. And I'm always so honored that people, you know, want to talk to me. I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> I'm cool. At least. <laughs> Things that have something to say, I don't know. All right. I know. I always like, I always wonder, I'm like, man, what if I don't know what to say? Or what if I, you know, but a lot of times I think if we think too much about it, it becomes clouded. And I just think like just having a good conversation um, is really what's, what's important, right? Just to be able to have a conversation, just talk about some things. And I think that's what really reflects on people and like the genuine genuine i don't know i don't know how to say the genuine ideals in the person i think that's really matters right Right. you could you could always tell like okay this person is just genuine (laughs) sometimes you're kind of like oh okay (laughs) um so what are what are some things that you do to prep for an interview or or on your podcast uh, I kind of do the same thing with the radio too. Uh, depending who I'm asking questions to, I ask specifically if the podcast usually I try to have like a theme, so it'll kind of be on the guidelines of, you know, who they are, what they do, why they do what they do. Um, you know, how does it correlate with your culture? You know, what does your culture have to do with um, this specific reason why you are the way you are? And then with the radio. Um, I usually kind of like deep dive, like, okay, what are they currently doing? What are they working on? You know, do they have, uh, and a lot of the women right now uh, in Tejano have so much other stuff going on, you know, like Mm -hmm. um, quite a few of them have uh, their own makeup lines right now. Uh, Quite a few of them are uh, do designer, Um, you know, Crystal Diaz has a, has a dance company, you know, and on top of she does like her pageants. So, so many of these women and these people have so much going on. There's really, like, I almost don't even have to ask because just them telling about themselves, you know, kind of fills the whole interview because they just have so much going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, that's a, that's a good place to be at. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, too, like you were saying, just having a self-reflection, right? And being able to take some time to, to take a vacation or to be, to recenter yourself. I mean, a lot of people don't do that, you know? Yeah. Um, 
was I was feeling a, a burnout, you know, like a couple of days ago, I was my, me and my supervisor it was something so minimal. And I like went to my car and I called my mom and I was like, ah, I'm <laughs> you know, just, she was like chill out, dude. And I was like, I know, I'm sorry. It was just, you know, sometimes it just things overwhelm you and even the smallest thing can just, you know, right. break comes back sometimes. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, that's another great thing is having a support system, which a lot of people take for granted. Um, not a lot of people have a support system, right? Um, especially, you know, women or, or especially men, right? Men don't have a good support system because it's always kind of, I don't know, not frowned upon, but it's like, oh, just get over it kind of thing. Um, and I think that's how it kind of is like in the in Hispanic culture too. It's like, uh, oh, just kind of get over it, right? Right. And, up. Right, yeah. So how do we change that? You know, I, I feel like a lot of people have started changing things like that, honestly. Um, you know, like I <clears throat> I was diagnosed a few years ago with depression and anxiety, and I, I felt like I had it for a while, and it just came to a point where I couldn't ignore it anymore. And for a while, my grandma was like, you're fine. You have, I don't know why you're sad. You know, you have this, you have that. I don't, I don't understand why you're sad. What are you sad about? And I was like, if I knew, I'd, I'd tell you. <laughs> I don't know. You know, um, right. I really don't know why there's, I mean, obviously there's issues that are, are unavoidable, but, you know, for the most part, I was like, that's a good question. Or, you know, I get the whole like, ah, you're just being dramatic or, you know, you'll be fine. Get over it. That's life, you know. And um, but because that's the way they were taught, you know, and I feel like uh, as the generations have been going on, people really do realize that, you know, um, you can't tackle everything by yourself. You know, things really do. um affect you and affect your brain and I've actually one of my last my last class my last semester at Our Lady of the Lake I did a, a Chicano literature class and so many of the books I read describe mental illness but they don't call it that <laughs> you know they call it like um what was one one of the names in the book they call it like ternos or something or like which is kind of like a like terrors I guess oh or, you know, they would say like, oh, loca, she's the crazy one in the family. Or like, <laughs> no, she was bipolar or no, she right. had, you know, post-traumatic episodes or, you know, this, that or, you know, even my grandma. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you got low anxiety there, lady. You just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and especially for men, too, you know, uh, that's definitely something, uh, you know, I've definitely seen a lot of men. Um, you know, and not I'm not talking crap or frowning upon any of the men, but um where did Eric go i'm here i'm here my camera oh. battery went out I, I'm <laughs> um you know i've noticed a lot of men covered up with alcohol that's a that's a big thing in the latino family um you know is alcohol they they think if they drink you know they're getting drunk that they're that's their way of covering it up you know but meanwhile they're drunk and crying and you know telling you their whole their whole life story about how their mom spanked them when they were five you know um and uh, not to mock, not not to mock it, but I'm just saying, you know, I've seen that a lot. Um, and I, but I do think a lot of men are kind of trying to realize that, um, you know, they're going to be a lot healthier and a lot more beneficial to their family if they come to terms with. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that, yeah, that's true because uh, there's so many times where, especially in the military, it was, it was looked frowned upon if you brought up things, right. Or you didn't want to 
have that label of, oh, well, there's something wrong with you. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. So, <laughs> that was a big one, you know? And and we always saw it, and it's just like, man, you always treat – it looks like people were always treated badly if, if they were always bringing up, like, mental illness or something like that. And nobody ever wanted to say anything. Right. And I think, yeah, I think we are heading in a different direction. And I, honestly, I think that – I want to say I credit millennials – for for doing that um because they're actually speaking up about it right especially the younger kids now they're actually speaking out about it and they're they're saying things where we didn't i think and no a hundred percent and and i hate you know and i'm not gonna lie i've maybe met a couple i don't (laughs) really technically i'm a millennial but yeah the gen z this Mm -hmm. past the newer millennials um you know they, they do say a lot and they do talk a lot. And I, you know, I hate for when people are like, oh, they're snowflakes. No, we were, we were literally bred to shut up and take things and that's not okay. You know, um, are there certain things that's a little overboard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. Not that serious. But <laughs> I, I do definitely think that, um, you know, a, a lot of these people are, and it's not that they're sensitive. It's just that they're learning how to deal things in a more productive way and bringing it to the forefront instead of burying their feelings you know, and then that's why you have, you know, these people that are, you know, pissed off all the time. That's why they can't enjoy life. That's why they hate on other people. That's why, you know, they do drugs. That's why they drink is because, you know, they're finding other outlets because yeah. they felt like they couldn't uh, let out how they really felt or they couldn't let out about things they were going through because it was frowned upon for them to, you know, make it known. Yeah. But yeah, I actually had that conversation with one of my friends not too long ago. It's like, as much as sometimes they get, they can be a little much. You know, I, I definitely think that a lot of issues, they just are like, I'm not gonna shut up about this just because you did. Right. <laughs> it's like, damn, what do we do? <laughs> you know. And, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, uh, me and one of my friends had a whole conversation about the whole like Pepe Le Pew thing. About oh. or not Pepe Le Pew, um, Speedy Gonzalez. Well, Pippa Le Pew, too. Yeah, Pippa Le Pew, you, too. Which, you know, weird. Okay, you know, that's a whole different subject, right? <laughs> Speedy Gonzalez, and I, I had asked people on a poll in my podcast, you know, are you offended by Speedy Gonzalez? And, you know, you get all the people that are like, oh, they're just sensitive. You know, Speedy, no, no Mexican ever was offended by Speedy Gonzalez and this and this and that. I wasn't offended by Speedy Gonzalez. I liked him. He was fast. He was witty. You know, um, he was smart. Um, do, do I understand wh- why they felt some way? Because he was like the thieving, conniving type Mexican. Yes, I get that, you know? And uh, so I was like, I was never offended, but at the same time, that's kind of all we ever had to represent us at that certain yeah, point true. in time, right? So you see somebody who kind of looks like you or sounds like you, um, and you're you're proud of that because that's the first time you're ever seeing that sort of representation um, aside from your family members, right? Um, mm. But I do understand the concept of people having a problem with it because it was the bar was set pretty low, I guess. Exactly. What... <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah. so for people to be like, I Latinos, we're never, we're never offended. We're not like, you know, for and I've heard this a lot, you know, that like, oh, we're not, we're not like other people where we're offended by everything. And it's because we were always taught to sweep things under the rug and shut up. Right. We were taught to get over it, you know, and so that so us we built such a tough callus around our feelings 
that to us were like, ah, oh, you're offended. Why are you crying? You know, when in reality, no, that kind of wasn't okay because they were making fun of us. They weren't, they yeah. weren't making us these valientes. They weren't making us these, you know, great American people that people wanted to be like, uh, you know, so uh, it's not, to me, it's not that as deep, you know, which is why I'm not technically, I guess, offended by it, but I do understand uh, where the concept of, you know, it not being okay stemmed from. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to look at it like, okay, well, where do we go forward, and where do we like change the perspective? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't remember seeing any like Hispanic superheroes. I don't oh, have you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I don't want it to be like Taco Power or something like that. Something stupid, but like, right. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> but. <laughs> but yeah, you know, different things like that. And, and, you know, like you said, is seeing, seeing yourself in these positions, right? Like th that was one of the things I wanted to do is, is, is I wanted to run off, run for office because I wanted to be somebody who people could look, look up to know that I barely graduated high school. Um, and, but still do something for myself and, and do something for the community. I think that's what really matters. And people are looking, like kids are looking. I know my kids are are, are, are always watching and, um, you know, and I, I know people will always look to you, especially a little girl that'll look to you and say, I want to be like Tori, you know? And, and you know, there's going to be somebody like that. You know, there's going to be a, a little girl like that that's going to say that, or even a little boy that's going to say, I want to be just like Tori, you know? I see that she's done this and this. And even though it might look minuscule to you, it, it could speak volumes to that person. You know what I mean? Right. And I think I think we need to just remember that. Just to not not be so hard on ourselves. Oh, 100%. I've had, I remember one time, I, I think I was in California, and there was this little girl. She was with her mom. I think I was like at a taqueria getting breakfast when I was in the military. And this little girl was like, I was in my uniform, and she was like, you're so pretty. Can I take a picture? And she has a little brown girl, the brown kid. And I remember, I was like, my heart. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, just because I was, you know, like, she was just so in awe of me in yeah. my uniform. And I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Here, have it. Out of um, and, you know, I, I say the same about, I, I tell everybody about you all the time, Eric, you know, oh, like you. I had, you know, even when they started the Hesse mindset with, you know, oh. I was like, you need to talk to Eric. He's does some <laughs> amazing things. And I always tell people, you know, he doesn't look like what your normal politician is. And that's what I love about you so much is that, you know, um, and, and I feel like this a lot too, because, you know, I'm crazy. I used to be a party girl. I'm always in the calle. I'm always doing something. I like to dress up sometimes. I'm crazy. I like to drink, but that doesn't make me any less professional. That doesn't right. make me any, that doesn't um, make me any less of somebody who wants to do things around the community. That doesn't make me any less of a family person. You know, that doesn't lessen me in any way because I like to have fun or because I like mm -hmm. to have, you know, I want to do things for other people, um, and and I like that. I, I I would rather have somebody come to me in, you know, um, in you know Dickies and some Nikes, you know, right. want to help than somebody who's going to come to me in a suit, nice and sharp. Right. You know, I don't I don't need you to talk slick to me. I want you to tell me the truth. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's 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 what I think is missing you know, especially in, in politics and local politics and, and just in general, I mean, 
you know, for me, I, I look for for friendships that are authentic and that I can say, look, I can be real with and I want you to be real with me, right? I want you to be like, look, I'm hurting right now or I'm in a terrible spot and you'd be okay to speak to me about it, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than you say saying, oh, everything's cool. And there's not things, and and we know it's not cool, right? But you just pass it off. I, I don't, I don't appreciate those, and, and and I, I don't know if, if how you feel about that. But for like friendships, like real good friendships, I'm like, you, you got to be real with me. You got to tell me, like, and, and even even then, so like to to people who I I don't know very well, sometimes I am, I'm always real with you. I won't maybe tell you my full life story, but you know, I mean. There, there's always you could always look at how genuine somebody is and and that's why i wanted to do these podcasts um these live streams with with the the candidates because it's like you don't get to see the real person by hearing these like five minute statements um you know that they have during these forums you really get to interact and especially like like uh our last interview you know i asked him a, a kind of a tough question you know and and i wanted to see what his reaction was going to be and, and you know there's been some that have been like avoided the question completely or have been like flustered and didn't want to answer and, and that tells a lot about somebody's character you know um and i think we need to any we need more of that to where we kind of push push especially for our elected officials and especially our our community organizations because not every community organization is great but we can always push these people to be better right um anthony says thank you for your service oh thank you (laughs) Um, nicole says yes to all of this (laughs) um what do you think about anthony stop <laughs> probably she's not a politician she is she's a radio personality and a host for uh, a podcast but um i mean if you want to answer it you can it's up to you i, I had a i was devil's advocate with probably because i have a <laughs> you know i could i could definitely argue both sides it's the same thing with the military people have always said that the military is overfunded and I'm not going to lie and sit here and say there was definitely a lot of better places that they could put their money, you know, including, you know, their troops. I was with the CBs and we still literally got like Vietnam equipment, you know, like, OK, um, yeah. you know, meanwhile, so when anybody says military grade um, anything. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't believe the hype. <laughs> Now, it's, it's, or- it's best for lowest bidder. It's the, what is it? The uh, lowest bidder gets the contract. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, I could, I, but, you know, I, I, I do think certain things are necessary. You know, our military is definitely built out of necessity. You know, you got to protect yourselves and the same thing with police. So I'm not going to get all into that, but I could definitely play devil's advocate for both sides. Cause I definitely think that there's pros and cons to a lot of things. Um, yeah. Cause again, I've heard it with the military. I've had people that are like, why are you in the military? You're a sellout. They don't care about, you know, Hispanic people and this and that. And I used to tell people, so you'd rather an all white male military. Okay. <laughs> right. Come back to me when you think about that one. Yeah. No joke. And, and you know, look, I am very much an advocate for anti-war um uh just as, as a libertarian itself I, I don't want war 
I do think that, you know, people don't like us overseas. There's a lot of people that don't like us. So do we need to stay ready? Yes. We, we always need to stay. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so, and we always push a lot of people's buttons and, you know, we're, we're asking for a whooping basically is what we're asking for. If you think about it, you, you, you see all the people that we get upset, you know, it, it's scary, yeah. you know? And so we, we do have to be ready. Um, you know, when I was in Iraq, did I think we needed to be there? No. Um, you know, we were guarding pipelines, not people. Yeah. And, and it was sad, you know? Um, so, you know, I mean, it just, it just doesn't, it didn't make sense um, occupying different lands and, and, you know, I don't know, but either way, I mean, you know, it is there. Um, I, I do thank everybody for, for their service. And, and I think that a lot of people, um, I, I had a hard time with it because I didn't follow blindly i always had that you know just like i am now i always had that went against the grain i always kind of well why, gave my... why? why? <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> what do you mean i have to pick up cigarette butts i don't even smoke <laughs> you know it's just stupid like like you know like well it does everybody does i'm like so not everybody smokes so you know i always had a hard time with with that because a lot of the stuff didn't make sense you know and i think having to question those things really really affects you in your time in the military sometimes. <laughs> hard time with that too. Uh, you know, I mean, I was always getting into it with everybody, but I'm not going to sit here and say that um, the military didn't do a lot for me either. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think, you know, being a part of, like I said, I was with the CBs. Um, I mean, everyone thinks we go to war and we didn't. I mean, we did great things. You know, when I was with the CBs, I was our government card holder. So I purchased a lot of our supplies. You know, we've built schools in third world countries. We've built wells. We've built restrooms, which sounds so minimal. But these people literally have no, you know, sewage systems. You know, they have nowhere to go to the restroom. You know, they had no schools to, actually, you know, sit in, um, you know, that was uh, as a block of a way, you know, where these kids can actually have somewhere to sit in. You know, mm -hmm. such small things, such menial things. We built roads where there was no roads and, you know, unnecessary I, I've seen those plus sides, which I honestly think there's plus and minuses to everything, right? Nothing's going right. to, but definitely do more than just go to war. You know, we definitely do a lot <laughs> of humanitarian missions. You know, at, when I first came in, that's when the big mudslide happened over in Haiti. You know, mm -hmm. people went to go help reconstruct, to help, you know, pick up bodies, unfortunately. You know, when Katrina happened, you know, the Navy was out there to try to help, um, you know, help rescue people. So, you know, uh, unfortunately, those are not the things we see in the, in the news, right? No, yeah. yeah. There are huge things that we do. I mean, the, the military does so much more than we get credit for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. As much as everyone wants to talk crap about it, I can honestly say that I've seen I've seen them do so much good things, you know, as much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and you know, it's uh it's a different like scope, right? Like, I mean, you know, we talk about the police and everything and, and things are different when you know, you are in a combat situation, um, but it, it's also different when you, you don't know what's going to happen, right? You, you know, and, and you're always a target. I mean, you're, you're always a target in the military or, or even as a police officer. I think you are a target, but still doesn't give it, you know, justification. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of things that definitely need to change, but... Oh, um, especially after, you know, 
uh, everything with Venice again, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like myself and, you know, Larissa, you know, um, me and my friend, uh, Maida, who her and I have had a lot of discussions. We're all veterans. Um, you know, I mean, it was so hard defending the military at that time, you know. Yeah. I had so many people like, I would never let my child join. I would never let my daughter join. And it's so hard defending something because I had a great career. I never had any issues, you know, thank God. And, uh, you know, but I know that's definitely something my parents were worried about. Some huge, my mom was like, can you guarantee that nothing's ever going to happen? <laughs> Just do what I did. Just do what I did. I, <laughs> he was like, well, I left. <laughs> I, I left for Iraq. I didn't tell my mom I was going to Iraq. Oh, my mom would have gone to Iraq. Me. <laughs> it was, it was so hard because, you know, um, unfortunately, you know, um, there are bad with goods. Yeah. You yeah. know, you can't, you can't be scared of the world because bad things happen, but you can't be naive because good things happen too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a hard thing. But at the end of the day, you know, there's always people that renew your faith in humanity, right? Right. Um, sometimes it's far and few in between, but <laughs> there are some of those times. And, and, you know, whether it's for people saying, you know, hey, you're doing an awesome job to, you know, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, there's or, or seeing somebody do something good without wanting to get recognition. I mean, those things happen a lot. And, and um hopefully it'll just keep happening and and that that light would outshine the darkness right because that's that's really what it's all about but um tori do you have anything that you want to say oh crystal what's up crystal what's going on have you ever met crystal no but i do her and i do follow each other yes she's amazing she does a lot of community service work i can't even tell you that girl's everywhere um, I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you, Crystal. I got I gotta go see you. Um but yeah, definitely she's another she's another good one that always doing stuff. So y'all should y'all two should connect. I know did did you connect with Larissa? Did I connect you with Larissa or no? She was just I forget how Larissa and you connected. Hello? Yes. Did you hear me? Yes, you, 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 you. <laughs> Oh no, I met I met Larissa because I volunteered um to help with the um mural. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, and then it just so happened that uh my cousins actually own Sanchez Ice House. Oh um okay. and so then we just kind of like became, you know, girlfriends since then. <laughs> and I actually think the I think the first time you and I met was at the mural yeah i met both of y'all the first time yeah. <laughs> it's I, always weird i have so many internet friends that i've met and then we meet in real life and i'm like we're we've been besties all this time and we finally like, met face to face <laughs> it's weird it's weird because i i always feel weird and awkward because i'm like how do i open up how do i say hey i've been following you you know weirdly on the internet <laughs> it's not as weird anymore i was talking to my friend the other day i was like could you imagine this like 10 years ago you know like remember when aol chat rooms were like a big thing and yeah. oh. uh that's probably a serial killer you know <laughs> waiting to kidnap you right and i'm like oh that's my bestie i know her whole life like, <laughs> we're gonna go 
we're gonna go have a dinner later you know <laughs> it would have been like what what, what is it now it says don't talk to strangers on the internet don't get in cars with strangers and what do we do we go on uber, uber <laughs> and being best with our internet friends <laughs> hey <laughs> it could happen right <laughs> um Anthony says, if you could take Eric to, to any taco base, which one would it be? Yes, oh, what tacos? It would it wouldn't be here in Cal in San Antonio. <gasps> um Okay, this interview's over. <laughs> All right, bye. No, just I'll just play. I'll just play. Well, me personally, I love Henry's taco. That's my spot. I probably go there like every other week. Um, but that's my Tex Mex self. Um, but oh, tacos is a good question, yeah. Like, any other place? um, no, just I mean, just any Mexican restaurant. I like a bunch of different places, that's a good question. You know what's weird, and everyone always judges me for this, but I always judge a Mexican restaurant off of their cheese, like, if okay. they use the government plasticky cheese, I will not eat there again. And which one's which one's that? Explain yeah. to everybody who doesn't know what you're talking about. There's a few man, I don't even it's kind of like shredded Velveeta cheese. Like the thick slices? Yeah. The little thick actual like legit cheese off the block. Uh-huh. I don't know how to explain it. It even melts different. I don't know. Yeah. The the ones that there's thick little strips to shredded. Yeah, but that's how I judge Mexican restaurants off their cheese. If they don't have cheese I like, I will not go back there. <laughs> So you mean so okay so Taco Cabana has doesn't have that shredded cheese would you still eat there? Taco Cabana has the the, the cheese that I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone hates on Taco Cabana. I love Las Palapas. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. They are good. Hispanic restaurant it would be Las Palapas. Have you tried um the lemonade there? Yes. It's so good. It is good. And they have an amazing they have I've looked for it everywhere, and I've maybe found one place that was kind of close, but they have the best chicken tortilla soup. Oh, the little, the, oh, no, I'm thinking about, you're talking about the little tortilla strips, or no? Yeah. Oh, really? At Las Palapas. Try it. It's amazing. It's It has, chick, like, huge slices of chicken. They use the Monterrey cheese. They put avocado in it. Oh, my God, it's amazing. I don't care what anybody says. That's my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> um Eric, what steakhouse would you show Tori? Oh, steakhouse. Hmm. Steakhouse, steakhouse. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, you know, honestly, and I don't know if I'm gonna get any crap for this, but I do like um what's that place called off of 2D1? Um oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. Um I haven't been there in a while, but it's 2D1 and by like Thousand Oaks. Um, it's across from the Texas Roadhouse and the walk-ons. What is it called? If anybody knows, please let me know. I'm not um, uh, but they have good steak there, and then they put like these little onion rings on top, and it's like it, it it's pretty good. Um <laughs> Crystal says American versus cheddar. Cheddar for sure. Cheddar? All right. But not, yeah. Cheddar is better. 
Bohannon's. What's that? I, I think that's a steakhouse. Oh, Bohannon's? I think Bohannon's? so. Or Benihana. No, not Benihana. J Prime is yummy. See, that, that sounds like it's over my budget, though. <laughs> <laughs> If it has the word prime on it, I don't know. I don't know. What steakhouse do you like? Oh, that's a good question. You know, not very many people like steak. A lot of people are, well, maybe it's because I have like Gen Z friends, but no, <laughs> it's all like uh, chicken anymore. I'm like, ugh, whatever. <laughs> Look, Eric, I'm still a little hood. Me and my grandpa, he just wants a steak from like, the Mexican restaurant down the street, they don't care. And I'm like, <laughs> habit. I need to get out of that. Habit. Right. No, you don't need to. You got to instill the culture. Stick with the culture. <laughs> about malt, the malt house, though. Like, when I came back, they had just closed it. And I was like, that was my favorite place ever. I don't care if they had roaches and didn't wash their hands. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, what was it? Uh me and my wife went to, we always go to um, Phoenix Chinese Cafe off of West Avenue and Blanco. Uh -huh. uh, I don't know if you've ever been, but um, it, it's been there. And there was one time I ate it and I was like, oh, I don't like it. It tastes too clean. Like if they clean the, <laughs> where they where they cook it, I was like, it tastes too clean. I don't like it. <laughs> I like the, oh, you know. Have the leftover flavors from right, yeah. I was like, man, this is uh, I, I like the old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, so because I am a huge fan of pizza, what is your favorite pizza spot? Oh, there's this place down the street from my house. This one I have answer. <laughs> uh, there's a place at my house, they have two of them. There's one on Tezo and one on Mandera. It's called Halftime Pizza. And uh, they have a br the brick oven pizza, and it's homemade, and it's freaking delicious. I'm going to have to try it because I've heard of that one. That's on my list. I think I've tried about 45 pizza restaurants in San Antonio. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because actually me and, me and a friend of mine, we were going to start our own Facebook page of just dedicated to pizza. That's awesome. But, but we never did it. Who needs it? <laughs> <laughs> and and we were just because he's from Chicago and I'm from here and so we, we were always like pizza 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 and so we tried like all the the Chicago pizzas like trilogy um, Chicago pizza um I only tried one I think that was that Chicago pizza place the one they had off of um over by I-10. Uno? They closed it down though. It wasn't the, huh? Uno's. No, it was like I think it was called Chicago or something like that. Chicago's Pizza. It was it was here and then it, it was gone. They I guess it didn't get enough. Okay, yeah, Chicago's a different beast. I that's where I came from. I was stationed in Chicago before I came back to San Antonio. Okay, that's too cold. It's too cold up there. I love. <laughs> There's actually a lot of Mexican Americans in Chicago. They have a lot of gente over there. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I there was one though that they did deep dish, right? Like a pizza, like Chicago style, but they had the regular um, crust. So it wasn't like that corn meat, cornbread, cornmeal 
type of you know how they have it was just regular crust and it was so good but it was a food truck but they were kind of unreliable because every time they would come they were like oh we're canceling sorry we can't make it and it was just always constantly it was like dude y'all had some good pizza but yeah i'm done with it yeah but now <laughs> i have time i think i it's good i even got my grandma hooked she'll call me and be like can you order me a pizza i'm like you got a girl <laughs> <laughs> They have like a lemon buffalo mix. Yeah. Um, my favorite, my absolute favorite is Miss Ellie's Pizza right now here in San Antonio. Miss Ellie's Pizza. Where's that at? It's off of 2D1 and Bitters. It's right behind the Target. Mm -hmm. um, it's in a little shopping area. You, you, if you pass by, you'll miss it. It's like super small. Mm. But... They have, they have some of the best pizza here, um, probably the best one. Because I've tried, I've tried Mario's, I've tried Capo's, I've tried. Uh, was it the one off of uh, Main Main Street? Um, was it Southside Pizza? Or there's there's so many different ones, but yeah, the that one's been up there. On top of the best one. That I've tried though is the one in Austin. It's Home Slice. Have you ever tried that one? No. Best pizza I've ever had, hands down, was in Little Italy in Boston. And it was Pizzeria Regina. Racist as hell. <laughs> Old school Italians, but the pizza is worth the racism. I know that's horrible to say. <laughs> I would take myself to get that pizza all the time and they don't deliver so you had to literally go in person to get the pizza but that pizza was amazing i will never forget that pizza it's ingrained <laughs> in my memory buds <laughs> best pizza ever <laughs> chicago pizza is on blanco and oblate okay so they still have one i i didn't know if they still had i wonder if that's still the same one because it was it was a deep dish Ooh. but yeah, but for sure, check out uh, Miss Ellie's Pizza of New York. Miss Ellie, I'm going to have to write that down. Let me see. Because it's, it's New York-style pizza. Thin and, thin and greasy? Huh? Is it thin and greasy like the rest? Uh, it's thin. It It is greasy. I don't like it sometimes when it's greasy, but, you know, you definitely could fold it. Um, oh, let me ask you this. What's your favorite commercial pizza? Papa John's. Peter Piper's right here. I <laughs> for the memories or for the pizza? For the pizza. <laughs> Peter Piper is all the way. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> it is good. It, it's it's not like um, it's not like Chacho's good where you have to be drunk to eat it, but. <laughs> 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 sorry if you like chachos i'm sorry it's it's not it's not that bad chachos isn't that bad but um <laughs> what was i gonna say so i remember like, we went we ate the chachos off of uh parent and 35 and they had to escort us inside because they didn't want us outside because of drive-by shootings oh and <laughs> yeah. i was like ooh, that's not good <laughs> um what were you saying? Uh, crap, what were you saying? Yeah. Oh, the commercial pizza. Yeah. So, so Peter Piper. So Papa John's because they actually we got that for our wedding. 
Really? Um, yeah, we were like, you know what? Because we did our wedding at the library, the public library, the, mm -hmm. the red enchilada. Uh -huh. We did it there. Um, so it was very like unconventional. So we did it there. And then we also were like, you know what? Instead of buying pizza or instead of buying food, right? Catered. Because I was a photographer. So I'm like, I knew how much people would spend on this stuff. I'm like, I don't want to do that. That's just ridiculous to me. We're like, we'll, we'll do pizza. And so we did, what was it? Like, 33 boxes of pizza and they came and delivered it and everybody ate it <laughs> so there was no leftovers who hates pizza right <laughs> so i mean that's that's the best thing to do if you ever have a wedding just you know obviously make sure you talk to your spouse about it especially if you're the husband make sure you talk to your wife about it but <laughs> bro thing i'm like look bro pizza and wings the way to go right bring your own bring your own liquor right hey, you know what that's love right there pizza, right yeah you're good you know they say yep. the, the least money that you spend on the wedding uh, you know, usually is a sign of, you know, how it's going to go in the end. So, right. Hey, we're going, we're going 10 years strong. So that's, that, that's a testament right there. There you go, Mr. and Mrs. Velasquez. <laughs> awesome. I've never heard anyone uh, having pizza at the wedding. That's awesome. So I, and the reason why my wife was okay with it, because apparently um, the prince, uh, what was it? Prince. Prince, who was the older prince from William? Prince William and and Princess Kate had that for their their wedding. They had pizza. Yes, but they was they was done secretly. They were done in like some underground thing. It was shut off from everybody, that's apparently. <laughs> so that's why she was okay with it. So you know, if any guys are trying to get that by their wives, maybe that'll be a. <laughs> That's that's a that's a good uh, piece of info, right? <laughs> um, all right. So I know I know you're busy, uh, but any last things that you want to say, you know, about your podcast or anything else that you want to let people know? Um, live your life. I know that sounds so crazy, right? So random, but like, man, this past year was so crazy and so hard on everybody, and. You know, um, I think regardless of judgment or what you think or if you're scared, man, just live your life. You know, if if there's anything we've learned, it's that it's too short, you know, to worry about judgment, to worry about your own fears, to worry about what other people may think. You know, I mean, just be happy if you want to do it, do it. Who cares? Right. As long as you're yeah. happy, you know, as long as you're happy, you're not hurting anybody. Hey. You know, a lot of people started their own businesses, right? Like whether it's food or whatever, they just started it last year. And I think that that is a testimony to say, look, you know, you don't need to have a pandemic to make you change courses. You can do it right? like whenever you probably want to do it. Not when there's a pandemic, because then there's, you know, probably a lot more risk involved, but Right. The fact that more people did it during the pandemic than they did, they followed their their dreams or they they tried something different. I think that should tell people that why not? Yeah. Why not try something different? I definitely think that uh, the pandemic had as many blessings as it did, um, you know, curses. I guess for lack yeah. of 
it was a blessing and a curse, you know, and um, a lot of things changed. A lot of people had to get creative. A lot of people had to change their lifestyle and it worked for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm, gr- I'm grateful for just people that were able to, to do that. I think that's really awesome. But I also, uh, I'm, I'm sad that so many people had, had to pass away because right. of that, you know, yeah. and just also shout out to, um, to Adan Hernandez. I know he just recently passed away. I uh, saw that yesterday. You know, it's, it's, it's sad. I don't know. What, how did he? I, know don't, how he... I, hadn't, I actually tried to Google it and I didn't find any information on it, but I'm sure, uh, you know, within this next week, uh, things will, things will come out, but man, that's a, that's a legend right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely super sad, but, uh, um, but on a different note, yeah. So, how can people get a hold of you and you know watch your podcast? Or well, actually, no, you know what? I'm gonna do something different. <laughs> Since I already have it, this is what I was gonna do. I don't normally do this, but since it's you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, oh looks so tired. <laughs> Sorry, I was like half dead. <laughs> Well, if anybody wants to donate their time and help Tori with maybe coming up with a new, what do you want, a logo or something or what? Anything. Um, Anything? No, I mean, if anyone ever has any anything they want to talk about or any stories, like I'm always up for taking guests and taking, um, you know, listening and, you know, putting out people's story, putting out people's information. Um, I mean, I've everybody that I've interviewed so far has done like amazing, amazing things. Actually, small world. The last woman that I talked to Miss Cynthia Martinez, she's in Michigan and she had a a crazy story and it ended up like her dad was in a Tejano band when he first came from Mexico, which I was like, what a small world. I work for. I was telling her that I knew people in Michigan. Well then like the next day when we added each other on like social media, it turns out she actually knows the people that I know in Michigan. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's such a small world. Like this is so crazy. And one of my friend's mom is like, Tori, is this you? And I followed um, Cynthia as well. And I'm like, that's me. And she's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And that's really, like I said, I feel like I'm where, where the universe always brings me where I'm supposed to be because you know, little things like that happen. And I'm like, oh man, like what are the chances of, you know, things like this happening or things lining up or, you know, right? all these mutual connections. Yeah. And, and it's, it's big too, because um, not, not that you have to have these connections to, to be able to be successful, but just, I don't know, just to have these connections, you never know who you might help. Right. right. Um, like, like with the pandemic, um, or not the pandemic, the the snowstorm. I I knew somebody that was doing a lot of um, food distributions, right? Like they were buying stuff and giving getting them out to people that were stuck in the snow and couldn't go anywhere. And I knew somebody who was um, trying to get some of the seniors some food. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I have these two connections. I'll hook them up with each other and they can, they can go do this and, and, and go help some people that, that need food. And that's what happened. Yeah. No, I and it, 
Yeah, and it doesn't matter what your beliefs are, whatever it is. I mean, at the end of the day, we should all be kind to each other, right? And and but all these connections help. You know, it helps with giving resources and things like that. As long as you use them for good, I think that's what that's what the best thing is. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you always have great resources. That's why I'm always like, sh- I'm always like, oh, this is awesome. Share, share, share. <laughs> Thanks, you know, stuff for seniors, stuff for you know, young girls, under, mm-hmm. underfunded, you know, communities. Awesome. Yeah. Have you have you tried Rally Point? No, but I I feel like I've heard of that. Yeah, Rally Point. It's um, it's an it's a social media app for veterans. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of different resources on there too. So I was actually going to tell Larissa about that too, because I know they've been actually um, talking about um, military sexual trauma as well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, that'd be perfect thing for her to outreach onto on there as well. It's a yeah. different, it's definitely another resource. You know what I mean? Um, so just check it out. Uh, it's called Rally Point, um, and it, it it'll have you like put in like your you know. Your, what your rank is so they'll have your like mine was staff sergeant it'll say staff sergeant you know eric velasquez on there so um they'll ask you for your stuff and you just put in your stuff and it'll label you as whatever your rank is and mm-hmm. oh cool it's really cool um so yeah so for anybody who, who wants to know chicano cheese my podcast is on instagram um and then and i have a it's on facebook it's on instagram it's on any Digital platform, Google, Spotify, um, iTunes, anywhere you can find podcasts, it's on there. And then with um, my radio show, it's 98.9 FM here in San Antonio, KLMO. And we also have an app. You can pull us up on Alexa. Um, You can live stream www.klmo989fm.com. Um, and yeah, and we're always too, we're always trying to do stuff, um, throughout the community, you know, um, we're really big at one of the, uh, health clinics here that does a lot of stuff for, um, elderly people. Uh, you know, we're always on Saturdays, uh, Placido does a lot of like, uh, political interviews and things of that nature. I am always, you know, representing the women on my women of Tejano Wednesdays. Um, you know, I've brought a lot of people who are just doing stuff on the community, uh, you know, in such as yourself. I've had April come in, um, you know, so um, if there's anybody, anybody ever needs anything, you know, that they want to bring out to the radio or the podcast or, you know, present or talk about, you know, reach out. Um, I have like a million um, Instagram profiles. I have a personal one, I have a radio one. <laughs> And then the same thing on Facebook. I have a radio page. I have a podcast page. And then, you know, my my own personal page. Yeah. And, you know, and I know I had talked to you about it. It's like, man, trying to keep your personal one personal, you know, uh, that that's a hard one because it's like, you know, you only want to share certain th- certain stuff on your personal ones, right? And you don't want, like, everybody to see it. So that's why, like, with me, I, I never you never see, hardly ever see any pictures with my kids or stuff. Um I have to get the approval from my wife. So <laughs> I was like, can I post this? She's like, yeah, it's fine. You know, cause it's, it's, it's personal. You know, we always want to keep a little bit of, of stuff personal, but you know, it's hard, especially when you're out, um, you know, in public. <laughs> so, yeah. but I know I've had, you know, I feel people cause I have a, a boyfriend and I, somebody the other day was like, well, I couldn't tell 
they asked me for something. I was like, oh, I have a boyfriend, you know, sorry. They're like, well, I, I couldn't tell. You wouldn't be able to go. And I'm like, that's the point. That's none of your business. <laughs> I'll just keep things to myself, you know, like post my little brother or I don't post, you know, my parents too much or my grandparents. And, you know, it's just certain things are just private. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I feel I spill enough of myself. You don't need every single <laughs> little point of my business and my personal things that I have going on everywhere. Yeah. And, and you know, and that's, that's true. It's just, I know some people, they get invested. Like they, they want, I don't know. It's like they, they, they want to feel like a connection. Right. And, and I think that's, that, that is pretty cool. Cause um, you know, people have told me they're like, Oh wow, that's so cool. Like, got to meet you i'm like i'm i'm nobody you know <laughs> to me i don't feel like i'm not anybody but like when i meet other people i'm like oh it's you you know so i can kind of see that it's just establishing that connection but there's right. there's a there's a limit you know yeah. definitely a limit. <laughs> and, and i feel like you know i share quite a bit i'm pretty open and pretty open of a book but yeah there's definitely sometimes where i'm just like no i just want to keep you know keep a, a lower profile to myself right exactly um so how can are you taking any like donations or anything for your podcast or anything else like that, 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 um, you don't mind sharing? I have not. Um, I've actually had that. I'm kind of in the works of thinking, um, of doing like some merchandise just cause like my, um, the, my Jersey, the educated Chicana Jersey, mm. everyone's always asking me about that. Um, so I'm thinking maybe of doing something like that or, um, I'm working Do you have that made or what? Yeah. One of my best friends actually made awesome. it for when I graduated last year. Dude, do it. Um, and so and he told me, he's like, I'll make them for you, you know. And I was like, okay, maybe. And um, so and I have a couple things coming up with the radio, so look out for that. I'm pretty excited, um, which I'm still in the planning mix of. So have a lot going on. This year is gonna be a it's gonna be a, a good year for getting things off the ground again. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, just do it. Just set something up. Just do it. I know. <laughs> I keep I keep telling myself, but you know, and then I I am always like, oh, I need to stop. I need to chill out and maybe cut back on some things. And then I joined LLI, right? <laughs> I know when you said that, when you told me, I was like, wait, but aren't you doing all these other things? <laughs> you, you were having your, your, you're going to school, right? Yeah. Work full time, go to school, have the radio, have the podcast, you know, tend to have a social life. So, um, right. yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, Hold on, I don't know. Was that me? Hold on. I don't know. Maybe it's me. I don't know. Well, if you if anybody wants to donate to my podcast, <laughs> I think I might need some new equipment over here. I don't know. Um, the what? No, I'm like donate to Eric. All yeah, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Can you hear it? Yeah, I do hear it. Okay, I don't know. Okay, well, maybe they're just wanting me to kick, try to kick me off. Okay, well, thank you, Tori. I appreciate it. Um, everybody, make sure you go on to her, her uh, podcast and her radio show to go check her out um, and just see if, you know, maybe make a connection. Uh, see if she's willing to take you on your podcast regarding whatever issue or subject you want, and I'm sure she will, right? <laughs> so... All right. Well, thank you, Tori. I appreciate it. Oh, hello. Okay. Um, well, sorry, guys. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining. And you guys have an awesome day.